0: SECTION 21 OF THE CRIME OF THE FRENCH CAFE AND OTHER STORIES This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Nancy cochran Gergen, Gilbert, Arizona. THE CRIME OF THE FRENCH CAFE AND OTHER STORIES By Nicholas Carter THE MYSTERY OF ST. AGNES'S HOSPITAL CHAPTER One. Lawrence Deaver demands justice. I call it a perfectly plain case, Mr. Colton. A case of what? Why, murder, of course. Who has been murdered? As Mr. Colton, who was no other than Nick Carter, asked this question, his face looked as innocent as a babe's. He seemed surprised to hear that there had been a murder, though his companion, Lawrence Deaver, had been saying so repeatedly during the last half-hour. Deaver now looked at Nick with eyes and mouth wide open. "'Who has been murdered?' he repeated. "'My brother has been murdered.' "'What makes you think so?' asked Nick calmly. "'What indeed?' exclaimed Deaver. "'I have told you already.' "'No, you haven't. You have told me that your brother has been missing since night before last.' "'I told you more than that,' cried Deaver. "'He is known to have quarreled with that man Jarvis.' "'Dr. Jarvis of St. Agnes's Hospital?' "'Of course. And I have proved—' "'You have proved nothing,' said Nick. "'Let me repeat your statements. "'Your brother Patrick worked for Dr. Jarvis, "'or under his direction, "'in the garden of St. Agnes's Hospital.' the doctor frequently remonstrated with patrick for drinking too much whisky and remonstrated exclaimed deaver that's hardly the word for it he abused the lad he struck him half a dozen times during the last week with the flat of his hand said nick smiling that is hardly the foundation for a charge of murder it shows that jarvis is a violent man said deaver and everybody knows that he is he has a bad temper i will admit he's a dangerous old crank well to continue your statement of the case late on monday afternoon they were heard quarreling in the garden they were seen there about half past six o'clock a little after half past seven the doctor was seen coming toward the hospital he was greatly excited he passed martin burns who drives the hospital ambulance "'Martin went into the garden and failed to find Patrick. "'Nobody can tell what became of your brother
1: "'or how
0: he got out of the garden.' "'Yes, that's the point,' Deaver cried. "'How did he get out?' "'He may have climbed over the wall. "'You've forgotten that his coat, "'with a little money in the pocket, "'was found hanging on the limb of a tree.' "'No, I did not forget that. "'Well,' why did he leave it? I don't pretend to know. And what has become of him? There, again, I shall have to find out the facts before I answer. I tell you he was murdered. Now, said Nick, smiling again, I shall have to turn your own question against yourself. If he was murdered, what's become of him? You mean where's his body? Exactly. But do you mean to tell me, cried Deaver indignantly, that if this man has hidden my brother's body so that nobody can find it, he will escape punishment for his crime? Nothing of the sort, Nick replied. I only wish to curb your impatience. I'm not more impatient than any man in my situation ought to be. I simply demand justice. Or, in other words, I want you to arrest Dr. Jarvis. I can't do it. Why not? We must have some sort of proof that your brother is dead. We can't try a man for the murder of somebody who may be alive, for all we know. You seem to be working in Jarvis's interest, said Deaver with a sneer. Not a bit of it. You know why I am here in your house. Because Superintendent Burns sent you, and I suppose that he had sent a good man. He promised the best. Well... That ought to satisfy you. There was no need of sending anybody. We might have arrested Jarvis at once. Any ordinary policeman could have got evidence enough to convict. But the superintendent did not think so. No, and I'm willing he should work in his own way, so long as I get justice in the end. Now, what do you want? Well, said Nick, appearing to consider the subject deeply, I would like some evidence of a motive i don't believe there was any motive the thing was done in anger then i want evidence of a really serious quarrel very well you wait right here and i'll bring a man who knows something about it i heard of him this morning and had time to ask him a few questions but i don't know all he has to tell deaver hastily left the room from the window nick saw deaver pass up west one hundred and forty third street on which the house stood "'he was going in the direction of St. Nicholas Avenue. "'In less than an hour he returned with a young man "'whom he presented as the important witness "'for whom he had been in search. "'Your name is Adolf Klein,' said Nick. "'The witness nodded. "'He was a bashful, awkward fellow "'who did not seem to be possessed of the average intelligence. "'Where do you work?' was the next question. "'I'm a bartender in Orton Saloon,' up on the avenue. Do you know what has become of Patrick Deaver? All I know is this. I was passing the grounds of the hospital Monday evening and stopped just by the wall. The reason I stopped was that I heard Pat Deaver inside, talking very loud. He called somebody an old fool and swore at him. The witness paused. He seemed to be a good deal excited. It was not very warm in the room but the perspiration was pouring off of Klein's forehead. Was that all you heard? asked Nick. No, I heard more hard talk, and then a blow was struck. It sounded heavy and dull. Then came more blows. Somebody seemed to be pounding. It sounded as if he was pounding on the ground, and if it hadn't been for the loud talk just before, I'd have thought that Pat was smoothing down a flower bed with his spade. Did you hear any talking after the blow? I didn't hear Pat's voice again. Did you hear any voice? I heard somebody muttering. The voice sounded like Dr. Jarvis's. I've been to the hospital, and I know the doctor. Did you look over the wall? No, it's too high there. I ran around to the gate on St. Nicholas Avenue and tried to see in, but I couldn't. There were too many trees between me and the garden. "'Then what did you do?' "'I went home. "'Did you say anything about what you had heard?' "'Not that night.' "'When did you first speak of it?' "'This morning.' "'To whom?' "'To Mr. Deaver. "'He was in the saloon, "'and he told me that his brother was missing.' "'Well,' cried Deaver, "'who could keep silence no longer, "'what do you think of that?' "'It is important evidence.' you remember deaver continued that when i went to ask jarvis where my brother was he admitted having quarrelled with him but said that it ended in words now we know that it ended in blows what time was it when you heard that blow asked nick of klein must have been about half past seven klein replied how do you know when i walked up the avenue i saw the clock on the church up by one hundred and fiftieth street It was a quarter of eight. "'That fits the case exactly,' Deaver exclaimed. "'It was a little after half-past seven when Burns saw Jarvis coming in from the garden. "'That is true. "'Will you arrest Jarvis now?' "'I will not,' said Nick. "'The evidence is not yet sufficient.' Deaver made an impatient gesture. "'Remember,' said Nick, "'that an accusation of murder leaves an indelible stain.' "'We cannot move too carefully. "'You will let him escape.' "'His escape is utterly impossible,' said Nick. "'He is watched.' "'A good many men have been watched and have got away.' "'Nobody ever got away from the man who is watching Jarvis,' said Nick quietly. "'And that praise was not too high, "'for the person in question was Nick's famous assistant, Chick.' "'And now,' said Dever. "'May I ask what more you need in the way of evidence? "'I need proof of your brother's death. "'In short, we must find the body.' "'Exactly.' "'Very well,' sneered Deaver. "'I suppose I must do it myself. "'I've got nearly all the evidence thus far.' "'By all means, do it,' said Nick, with his calm smile. "'If you can.' Deaver stared at him for more than a minute without speaking. Then he said, Colton, why do you treat this case as you do? What do you mean? You don't seem to want to go ahead with it. I don't want to go ahead with it any faster than the facts will justify. If you had had more experience in such matters, you would know the folly of arresting a man first and getting facts to warrant the arrest afterward. As I say, I want more facts, and you must help me to get them. The last part of this conversation was held as Nick, Deaver, and Klein passed out upon the street. A ragged young man who was leaning against a tree heard it and was much surprised, for the ragged young man was Patsy, and he had never heard Nick Carter ask anybody, except his regular assistants, to help him in that way before. End of section 21. Recording by Nancy Cochran Gergen, Gilbert, Arizona.